Welcome to the Conversion Tracking Playbook, where we share how to overcome tracking challenges that e-commerce brands face today and real-world examples of transforming data into insights. Welcome back to another episode of the Conversion Tracking Playbook. I'm your host, Brad Redding, and today we are going to be talking about five types of experiments that anybody can run on their site to ultimately help extract more insights around conversion optimization, help just drive more ideas around CRO. And ultimately, these five examples of experiments are ones that anybody can run on your team. You don't need to be super technical. You don't need to be a CRO specialist and in the weeds on a day-to-day basis on conversion optimization. This is meant to be examples that anybody listening could pop up Google Optimize and implement themselves. A caveat, maybe number five gets a little bit into uh, the weeds on complexity, but four out of five, these are simple ones that anybody can get up and running to help you ultimately convert more users on your site. So let's jump into number one. The first type of experiment is called an existence test. And this is almost as simple as it's named. Does the existence of this particular element on the page help or hurt your conversions? So let's close our eyes and picture looking at a a beautiful product page that has a main image, gallery images, review stars, a reviews block, a video widget, a UGC widget, maybe, uh, I don't know, uh, another content block. If you think about an existence test, you could just simply hide one of these elements. So let's say the video block is something new or something that you want to test adding to, across the site. You can just simply pop up Google Optimize, create a variant for hiding the video block, and you just would hover over that section and just click remove. And then you'd see the video block no longer exists on the page. So this can be a good type of test to run on your existing site. So just to see what type of content works or doesn't work or might be impacting your conversion. This can also be good when you are potentially implementing a new feature on site. So let's say you're adding a new widget or like the old FOMO widgets that display over the site. There's so many different ways that you might be adding new new, uh, features or uh, content on site. So this would just be one that you you load up. So you launch a new feature and you just test uh, showing and hiding that and measuring the impact of that change on site that you can slice and dice by segments, et cetera. So this is a, again, a really simple one. If you've watched any of our guest the test video uh, podcast, video cast, whatever we call them, but they're on YouTube. Their videos are lead serial strategist Kirby goes through controls and variants and, and what's winning. And he's showcased a couple of these that a few of our customers have run and they always uh, end up with pretty interesting results. So that's the first one, an existence test, just simply hiding an element on the page to see if conversion rate changes or not, or any other KPI. It could be add to carts, could be click-throughs, whatever it might be. You can measure your KPI and slice that by segment, so mobile, desktop, et cetera. All right, so that's number one. Let's take a look visually. Sometimes I forget because I'm actually staring at myself on the screen recording this. Sometimes I forget that it's just audio. But number two is copywriting. 
So this is copywriting as a type of A-B test that again, anybody can run on site. And this goes for pretty much any website. It doesn't matter if you are an e-commerce business, a SaaS business, an agency, anything in between, this test goes for everyone. And you can just simply, again, load up Google Optimize and just start testing your copy. So it can think about your homepage or maybe your main product pages. You could test your headlines. So what's your hook? Uh, what is your description? How are you passing that three-second test of does somebody understand what you sell or what you offer? Think about product descriptions. This is another one that can be overlooked. I, I know a couple of years ago, we, gosh, this, this might have been year one of Elevar, but we had a customer here actually in Charleston, South Carolina, where I'm located. They were really heavy in the Google paid search and just driving a ton of traffic to specific product pages. The product description was near the, the top of the page. So we just helped consult with them and work with them on moving some of their descriptions in the reviews, moving that into the product description. So when someone's landing through a Google paid search ad, and the first thing they see is the description, instead of having the generic manufacturer brand description, that, again, many times if you aren't curating these, they're, they can be pretty boring. So we just move some of this additional review copy, like five out of five stars and quote unquote, this was amazing for X, Y, and Z reasons, but just had a simple test and a couple of different tests that were running on individual product pages. And we're just testing the description. So just editing the content in line. Again, think about Google Optimize. You are looking at your browser. You can just point and click, type with your keyboard. You don't need to be a developer to do this and just modify that text and run that A-B test experiment against one another. So that is a little bit of a unique one. I don't see that run very often, but if you have very high traffic product pages and product descriptions are really high, that could be one for you to run with. Another one on product pages, think about product names. I've seen reviews and review stars being included in the product names. So it could be like, you know, Yeti, custom Yeti Rambler ranked five out of five by 546 reviews or something like that. That's another unique one, but it just goes to show you can literally, when it comes to copy and just editing on site, you can test anything that you can think of. And it's again, very simple if you are targeting one page or potentially a small number of pages for this. Um, another example of, of copywriting could be your warranty, return, shipping policies. There is a trend on some sites where you could see just getting fancy or creative with your, re or there, not you. You don't. If you're listening to this, you're too smart. You're not doing this, but those other people might do this. But in any case, tongue in cheek a little bit there. But the return and shipping policies, if you think about just naming them something different than what they are, like a happiness guarantee or a satisfaction guarantee or something even more like tongue in cheek that is not necessarily clear to the user. So let's say that you are coming up with these new names and you just A-B test those policies. So just test the cutesy, fancy type of descriptions versus the keep it real, like refunds guaranteed within 30 days or you know whatever it might be. So that is another example of very small, minute change, but it could be something if you rolled out across the site and you saw potentially a, a decline in conversion rate, that that could be one potential impact or reason behind that. Let's look at example number three. 
and this is content sort ordering. Very similar to the existence test, except instead of deleting a particular block, we are moving them around. And this one, again, just to reference the guess the test episode that we have on YouTube with videos that show the control and variance. That is, there's a couple on there that, again, just showcasing what this looks like as well. It's it's moving the product grid up from the bottom of the homepage to the top or moving the review block that's at the bottom of the product page to the top of the product page. It could be moving videos around or moving things up and down. But this in, this one, again, is very simple. And usually with these type of experiments, it's good to look at the different segments of these and how they perform. So looking at mobile, mobile versus desktop is the big one. If you're not deep in the weeds on event tracking and understanding the conversion rate for interaction with different blocks on a page, or even the conversion rate for just that content being visible in the viewport. So you can actually, you can create event tracking through Google Tag Manager that just triggers based on a, an impression or it becoming visible in the viewport. And that's, uh, it, you can use our Chrome extension, the free version of the Chrome extension does this as well, where instead of tracking a click, you can track based on something becoming visible. But in any case, if, you, if you're not looking at that, that type of data, uh, you might just be guessing a little bit on what content elements to move around, which is okay if you're just testing and wanted to see uh, see how things turn out. But if you do have event tracking set up and you can look at conversion rates for different elements on page, that might be a way to help you increase your batting average for the successful test that you ideate and come up with. So what I mean by that is if you see a particular block or element that when it becomes visible or someone clicks on it, if it has a very high conversion rate compared to others, but it's lower on the page, you might focus on prioritizing that particular element and moving that up on the page. And just to give it a real life example of this, a video and reviews, they've always been a couple call outs on product pages that we've seen brands generally have them buried quite a bit lower on the page. And uh, just seeing the conversion rate interaction with those elements. So if we just talk about reviews and starting to promote lifting these reviews up on page or having review callouts, uh, that was always something that we would promote over the last couple of years, just based on data that we are seeing. Uh, A few other recent ones could be looking at uh, FAQs. So if you have FAQs on a collection page or product page or something similar, and uh, you see a high conversion rate for somebody interacting on a specific question, is just potentially reordering that one question, just moving that up higher on the page. Maybe you move that content into the product description or somewhere else. But in any case, that's just a few ideas or ways to think about content reordering on a particular page or site to help you better convert users. Type of experiment number four is personalization. So personalization is a combination of those last three. So think about the existence test or the copywriting or content sort ordering, but take this in the vein of somebody coming to the site via custom UTMs. Let's say they're coming in from an influencer. So let's say your influencer is Snoop Dogg and you want to take, uh, you want to customize the experience for anybody that comes to the site from a Snoop Dogg inbound link. And by the way, we did have a customer that they did have an influencer of Snoop Dogg. So that's why it's not completely out of left field using him as the influencer example. But in any case, so you want to customize the content on site. And uh, so you can just look for UTM equals, you know, if the, if the UTM source or medium or campaign name 
is Snoop Dogg or it's coming from a custom referral URL. You can create that as a, a essentially a behavior trigger for the experiment. So if somebody comes into the site from a Snoop Dogg link, then you can go through and change whatever you want. So you can change the pictures on the page, change the copy, say, welcome Snoop Dogg fans or whatever you want to do. You can just customize it, but it only shows for people that are coming in from that specific campaign. And you can target by, again, campaign or query parameters. You can target by inbound URLs. You can potentially target new versus returning users. So there's a host of different ways that you can customize this type of personalization and actually carry that across multiple pages. So if you, and this is also something that we've shared in the past uh, through different mediums, but uh, the personalization example is a real one where someone comes in from a, an influencer, let's say they land on a custom landing page with a custom coupon code, and they go to another page and navigate to the product page or a collection page, and they don't necessarily have that coupon code like the Snoop Dogg 20 for 20% off. Let's say you want to carry that across the site with them. You can do this through a personalization and just start embedding that text content through different areas of the site. So when they get to the product page and let's say they want to buy, they don't try to go back and find that coupon code or whatever it might be that they're, they need to apply to ultimately get that discount. So that is the example number four of type of an experiment they can run. The last one, this is a, a type that it's not really a type. It's, it's more of a time that you would run this or you would go a little bit heavier in experimenting. And this is before you go through a redesign and rebuild. And we see the good happen with this and we see the bad happen with this. So let me explain what I mean by that. So when you go through a site redesign, in many cases, you may go through the process of, instead of thinking about a house, instead of coming in and remodeling the house, you are doing a full demolition. So you're just tearing the entire house down and then rebuilding it and redesigning it from the ground up. If you go that approach, or if your team is taking that approach in a redesign, this is where it's even more critical to be sure that you're testing before signing off on designs. So there's two, two things that you wanna look for here. So again, if you're doing full redesign, starting from scratch with everything, you wanna test into changes and prove that they work. So I'm gonna use just very easy examples since we're, this is, this is a podcast. Let's say you don't have video anywhere on the site and in the new site design, you want to showcase video everywhere. So you wanna have it featured as your main image on product pages. You want to lead with it on the homepage. So take that video and on your current site, not the redesign, so the current site, start testing that on product pages. So swap out the main image on the product page for a video or swap out the main hero image on a homepage with the video. So take these elements that you are adding into the new site where it's, it is a net net new feature, but it's potentially a major feature for the site. You can test those on your current site to prove that the, it actually does positively impact conversion. The second example, so testing out of changes. So another common thing that happens during site redesigns is you just start removing features and different things across the site. So if you aren't very heavy in analyzing event data, so again, going back to what are people clicking on, what's the conversion rate for those clicks, et cetera, how's it impacting conversions, good or bad? If you aren't looking at that data, which you should be, but let's say you aren't, or and if you are looking at that data, you can still test out of these changes, so removing features. 
And this is, this is where it comes back to the existence test. So again, I'm going to use a very simple example. Let's say old site, you have FAQs on the product page, new site, no FAQs on a product page in the design. On the old site, test hiding the FAQs on a product page and see what the performance is for that. So let's say you run that test and it turns out, holy crap, the conversion rate dropped by 7% on our product page variation that did not have FAQs. You take that and you apply those learnings to the site redesign so you don't go through the process of launching the new site and conversion rate does not double like everyone wants it to and and myself included. But let's say the conversion rate doesn't make as big of an impact or potentially it goes down. You'll, and I've been through this many, 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 many times over the years, you end up having to peel back like what changed, what changed on this page, what changed on the collection page, what changed on product pages, what changed on cart pages, checkout, what tracking's broken, what, what channels aren't performing, what channels don't have product fees, et cetera. But in many cases, the questions that I've seen are asked during this process, it doesn't always go back to site features. That's usually the last thing that people end up looking at to find out like, holy cow, I didn't realize that having FAQs on a product page was having such a big impact. So that is a a big, big example. And we're getting into that season right now in spring, summer and fall before the end of Q3, Q4, which generally there are a lot of site launches getting ready for the biggest shopping season of the year is test, use those two examples. So test into new changes that are significant across the site and test out of changes. So test removing features from the current site before just doing that blanket removal across the entire new design. So that is number five, just to recap, number one. So that again, this, these are five experiments that any non-technical marketer can run on their site. Number one, an existence test. So does the content on-site help or hurt conversion. Number two, copywriting. So just editing, copy, descriptions, et cetera. Number three, the sort order or positioning of content on a page. Number four, personalization. So customizing the experience based on where people are coming from. And number five, the redesign experimentation. So testing in or out of different features. So that is the five types of A-B tests that I love sharing with those that maybe don't have a really robust program built up, but hopefully this was helpful. And I can tell you not only during redesigns is this critical, but with everything that's going on in our world of tracking and uh, supply chain issues and cost per acquisition going up, I can tell you what we're hearing from all of our customers and just inbound conversations. There's a certainly a heightened focus on conversion rate optimization and maximizing conversion rate and ultimately revenue per per user for existing traffic because there's just so much friction being placed on that new customer acquisition. So take these, run with them. Let me know how it goes for you. If you have any feedback or questions on experiments, shoot me an email, brad at getelevar.com. And I'd love to hear your wins. So that's it for today. I will see you next time. Did you enjoy today's episode? If so, we release two new episodes per week. So be sure to subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else that you subscribe and listen to your podcasts. I also have a favor to ask. 
I'd really appreciate if you could leave a comment or a review so I can learn exactly how to improve future episodes for you. And last but not least, if you want to connect with me, find me on LinkedIn by searching Brad Redding at Elevar. That's E-L-E-V-A-R. Or you can DM me on Twitter. My handle is I am Brad Redding. I look forward to connecting with you. Thanks again. Thanks again.